Hi guys, welcome to Yaki Home Podcast Home Box Show, and、uh, today it's、uh, episode fourteen. We're so glad to have Ezekiel today to talking about AR and VR. Is it game changer or just a gimmick? I'm your host, Yoko, and、uh, welcome, welcome everyone, and welcome Ezekiel. So, good day, everyone. I'm Ezekiel. Okay. So, okay. what are the Fundamental difference between this、uh, AR and VR. That's a、uh, what's so called. It's a、uh, augmented reality and、uh, virtual reality. First, let me define the two terms so that we can have a founding understanding about the two terms. Then give you the differences. Now, virtual reality, in its sense, it talks about the virtual space. It creates a 3D simulation whereby the user who uses it goes into a time and space that is different from our normal reality. Now, using the hardware such as the Apple Gear, the Apple Vision Pro, the Google Hololens, and so on, you get submerged into reality. Now, putting on the VR headset gives a sense of blindness that is not turned on. So, once it's turned on, you will find yourself not in the real world. You will be in a place like you in a 3D environment where everything around you is different from where you are in reality. But that differs from augmented reality. Now, augmented reality gives overlay of virtuality, whereby you go into the environment, you are submerged into the 3D space. Augmented reality more of allows you to see reality, but then gives overlay displays on it. Something like. If you have watched the Avengers movie, you will see something like Tony Stark wearing his glasses and seeing things from various equipment. Now that's what it does. In contrast to that, it gives. Let me use this example. For instance, the current smart glasses used by a Google lens. If you put it on right now, all you, you, for instance, you look at a chair, you can see a three D personnel sitting on the chair. Now that's what augmented reality does. It doesn't cover your whole vision. It doesn't take you to a different time and space. It displays objects, displays characters and information all around, making you have more things, making you have the digital space being brought to you closer. But it doesn't take you away from reality. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And、uh, how how do they work? How AR and VR this technology work? And、uh... Uh, what are the primary applications? Starting from the primary applications for virtual reality VR, mostly is being used for things like game entertainment, shows, medical training, medical purposes. Mainly doing this that instead of taking the soldiers to the actual war front or actual practice arena and so on, shooting gala and so on, they could just put on the headset, put on the Globes for the virtual reality, and it will be as though they are actually in the war front. Now that gives them the feel of real world, gives them the sense of being immersed in the real world. So it helps them have the necessary experience before they actually go to war, where they can actually shoot opponents, opponents shooting at them, and they could actually have the sense of feeling of the environment.、With、medical research can be used for clinical doctors for educational purposes. We have upcoming classes that will be hosted completely on the internet. So, using the virtual reality technology, the students themselves virtually be in the class where they are not physically, but they feel as though they are in the class, helping them have the sense of knowledge, sense of being there, improving the learning experience. Also, video games being one of the most highly used application of VR. Currently, we have games like Pokemon Go and so on, which are being played on virtual reality. Now, those games are. Unlike the average games we play on our PCs, on our mobile phones, that games gives more feel to it because you actually in the game and not playing. And those you're not just playing the game; you're actually being in the game. So you have that sense of feeling that you are in the game. So it gives that kind of feel. As to what it is being used for exactly, if we should look at current research, for instance, virtual reality headsets are being used for many, many things. Now, going to augmented reality, we will see that the most used illustration will be the Microsoft Hololens, which is being in current reproduction currently. Now, the Hololens, what it does is, is mainly used for, okay, for mostly industrial work, construction works, and other productive works. 
Now, for industries, they usually use the Microsoft HoloLens, whereby they are producing something and the HoloLens gives information about what they are doing. It helps them see what they are doing. It's also used for navigation. Now, one of the most under use of the, there have been an implemented implementation of the augmented reality in some actual mobile phones, whereby you could see the overlay of your environment, thereby giving information on key screens. So you could just take your phone, use the camera, and it will be giving you information on whatever you're seeing. Now, that application has been used mostly for finding restaurants, finding places, getting information about, for instance, you could just take a picture of a room and just scan the room for you, the chairs, the TV, give you inform detailed information on what is being there in the room. Now, augmented reality also helps in various aspects and other applications of augmented reality. For instance, the Apple's Vision Pro is more of a combination. I won't go there since that's simply a bit of a topic. Also, is, it brings your system, it brings your computer to life. If you see the application of the HoloLens made by Apple, you will see that most of your phone screens can be brought to you. You could literally be accessing your gallery, accessing your videos, all at the comfort of your room sitting there. It would be as though you are watching it live, full screen, 360 all around you. So that should be that for augmented reality. Yeah, it's a pretty clear this explanation. And uh, here's another uh, conception. It's a, here's another thing, it's called MR, which is a mixed reality. And uh, yeah. what is it? And uh, how it fits into this uh, AR and uh, VR, this uh, stuff? Now, mixed reality, initially, AR and VR were mutually separate concepts. But over time, they were coveraged to form under one umbrella called the mixed reality. Now, AR and VR being two separate ideologies, two separate ideas, come together under mixed reality. Now what mixed reality does, it, it uses both the hardware for virtual reality and the software of augmented reality, merging them both together to form the mixed reality. Now this gives the users a more concrete experience with this object. For instance, the Apple's Visuals Pro, the recent one, sorry, I can't share my screen, I would have showed you a photo of it. The Apple's Visuals Pro now is a virtual reality headset that you put on. But unlike the normal VR headset, it doesn't blur your vision. It has a transparent glass. So once you put it on, you can still see your environment. And what it does is that some screen, it's when it turns on, the screens on the glasses comes on and you can see things in your environment. For instance, you could look at your chair and to briefly tell you everything about the chair. It will display for you information about the chair. Look at your smart TV over there. It will tell you about the smart TV. You could also sit down and to just pop up, you can also just choose to log into your mobile phone so you can access your applications, you can choose to access your gallery, you can choose to access your Facebook, you can choose to access your Instagram, you can choose to just access whatever you want to access, but you don't. it's not yet applicable to gaming system at the moment. So once you're using that, you can easily scroll through your gallery, easily watch videos, and now in that sense, you can still see your reality around you, but the augmented reality, that means the visuals are being displayed over your real reality. So you are not going into the virtual space as a virtual reality. No, are you just seeing the informations just as augmented reality? But rather you are diving into an experience, not living your reality, but also seeing overlays, seeing displays of the virtual world on your real-time space. Yes, mixed reality, v, uh, MR, uh, AR and VR, this stuff is... It's uh, it seems very fun and actually, uh, now it's uh, multiple companies and they have this kind of glasses, all kinds of devices, this product to work. And uh, what are some key industries that have embraced the AR and uh, how has it transformed their operations? Well, let's start with Google. Google currently developed a glass they called the HoloLens, though quite expensive, but it does the work well. Now, what Google HoloLens does is that its applications are as follows. Firstly, the Google HoloLens glass gives information on real-time items. So once you put it on, you don't literally, for instance, normally we use our smartphones or our pieces to browse about things. This on the Google HoloLens, whatever you look at, it literally browses the internet for you, searches about it, tells you details about whatever you're looking at. When you look at a screen of information being displayed, it can help you rearrange the information and summarize it, break it down for you. It's more like you having a digital computer right on your eyes. So you could, you know, when we were younger, we would watch all those movies and we'll see 
various actors wearing glasses that could see things and were like, yeah, but currently that is coming to reality. If you literally just put on the glasses and all the information around you will be displayed. You look at your laptop, it tells you about your laptop, it tells you about the production, the date, what kind of laptop you are using. You look at your a system right there, it explains for you details. You look at the road, a restaurant, it tells you details. This is a five-star restaurant, it tells you what they offer, their menu. That's the restaurant is open on Google, by the way. So it does more of the information given. That's for the Google HoloLens. Google also has their own virtual reality headsets that is for gaming purposes. Though they haven't been much use of it in recent times since the HoloLens is what is taking over the Google market as of the moment. Then going on to the next company, I'll, that will be Microsoft. Now Microsoft have things like the Microsoft um, VR Headset Pro, and also they also have the Microsoft HoloLens. Now the HoloLens for Microsoft is the one that they spent more time on production and spent most of their resources on. Now, just as the Google HoloLens, it is also quite expensive and haven't been launched to the masses yet. But it also does a lot of features similar to that of the Google HoloLens. In contrast, the similarities are close to 100%. I think I'll give the 90%. The only thing that will make the whole Microsoft HoloLens stand out is the further implementations that have been done by Microsoft to it. That means giving it access to the Microsoft database, Microsoft Cloud, you getting information, you being able to transmit information there, thereby sharing both the HoloLens, your PC, and your smartphone being interlinked together. Thereby, whatever's on your smartphone, whatever's on your system can all be linked into one space. So when you're using the Microsoft HoloLens, you can also be connected to your devices. Now, the next company will be Apple, Apple, yeah, the popular iOS company, yeah. Now, Apple has what they call the Apple's Visuals Pro. It was initially created a few months back. It hasn't been launched yet. It will be launched next year, 2024. You could Google it, you'll see more details about it. Now, the Apple Visuals Pro is what I explained earlier. It is the perfect example of mixed reality, whereby VR and AR are being merged in one. Now the Apple's Visual Pro allows you to see your reality. It doesn't take you out of reality, just like the virtual reality does. Virtual reality literally submerges your vision into a 3D space. So all you see, all you feel is what's in the 3D space. You are, you are out of your reality. But what the Apple Visual Pro does is that once you put it on, you could still see, it has transparent glasses like I mentioned earlier, you could still, still see your environment, see your reality. But then, it allows you to have overlays over those reality. So you could be watching a movie and your chair is behind it. So you could be seeing your chair, but the movie is being displayed over the chair. You could see someone walking into your room. Yeah, but you can be seeing notifications popping up from Facebook. You could still be connected to your reality and yet be in the virtual space. Thereby mixing them both in one. So you could have all those futures, but they are just being overlaid. It's just like a projection from a projection. It's just going to be projecting those overlays over your reality, but not taking you out of the reality. Now, these have been used for mostly, Apple Visual Pro is used mostly for entertainment and for business purposes. For instance, now you could have a conference. The Apple Visual Pro has a scanner in it, so it scans your face. So if you're having a virtual conference, say video conference, be it on Zoom, be it on Google Meet and so on, you could literally join the space wearing the headset and they will be seeing you interact physically. The Apple Visual Pro creates for you a persona. So once it creates a persona for you, it shows your real face and it shows gestures that you usually use. Though you, you may just be sitting on your bed, lying on your bed, sitting on your couch, or just watching a movie and you'll be in the same Google Meet. But now your persona does the work for you because once you're wearing the headset, it transmits your persona. So whatever you say, your persona says, adding the gestures like, hello dear, how you been? It adds all those gestures. So you don't have to actually be acting, but you just have to sit down and the Apple Visual Pro works the persona for you. Helps you be in meetings like that. So it saves you a lot of stress also. You just have to do the speaking. The persona does the rest of the gestures and all the other things for you. And also actually stress-free, because not like you using your PC, using your computer, you could just wear the headset, you could be relaxed and just be speaking and your persona does the work for you. You could be sitting on your couch relaxing also, the persona does the work for you. So the Apple Visual Pro does go the long way. And just like the Microsoft HoloLens and the Google HoloLens, it is. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think uh, this this glasses, this uh, let's call it glasses, I don't know. It's a uh, devices. Okay. This devices is uh, really, really, really 
helped a lot. It's a it's a really changed a lot of way. That's to to uh, visualize, to interact with uh, this uh, online and offline. Uh, this uh, users, this uh, user user interaction. It's really changed a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems now is still mainly as we mentioned uh, just now. It's a uh, it's a uh, seems that still uh, focusing on gaming, right? And uh, so in the in the in the gaming, there's a VR and how it's been uh, in immersive this gaming experience and uh, what sets it apart from the traditional traditional game, since there is a VR this devices. Okay, let me give this simple illustration. For instance, you are playing a what popular game is there? Okay, for instance, you are playing Subway Surf. It's very popular. I'm very sure you you, all, you know Subway Surf, right? Yeah. Okay, for instance, you are playing Subway Surf on your, on your mobile phone. Or oh, I don't know if it has a PC version, but you are playing it on your mobile phone. And you play it using your fingers, right? You control the character with your fingers, swipe up, it jumps, swipe down, it scrolls, it slides, swipe side and side and all that, running all along. Now, unlike you just playing that game using your hands and just watching the game directly, Virtually, what the VR headset does, it, it submerges you into the game. So you are playing games like Call of Duty, games like Free Fire, games like Fortnite, and this time you are not controlling the character, but you are the character itself. So instead of you correcting, controlling an avatar in the game, controlling a persona in the game, no, this time you become the persona, you become the person, you become the character in the game. So the virtual reality headset puts you in the game, thereby making the feel and the experience of the game more worth it. Because you can imagine playing Subway Surfer and you literally are the one running for your life, like how mad it is. They are playing Call of Duty and you'll be in the game, holding the guns, shooting yourself, fighting characters, and fighting other players online, literally dodging the bullets with your own body, literally moving around. Like, it even helps, it actually helps your body exercise a little too. So, it's, now you being in the game itself gives a kind of feel, a kind of experience that is more worthwhile. Unlike you just playing the game on your mobile phone or your PC and just controlling the passing the characters itself, you being the character itself makes the game more worthwhile, makes the game more, what's the word, more enjoyable. Yeah. You enjoy the game more because this time you are the past, the, you are the avatar, you are the person, you are the character in the game, not controlling the character. You could be a pilot in the virtual reality world, you could fly a plane, you could literally be in the plane, you could see your co-pilot, you could see the front screen, you could see the dashboards of buttons, you could control the plane. Like, it's more realistic. It, may, it gives a realistic feel to the game, making you enjoy the game more. Making, yeah, the the hormones of pleasure, I think that's called the dopamine, <laughs> yeah. It's exciting yeah. dopamine because you're having that level of excitement while playing the game. That right? gives you a more accurate feel of the game, like you just playing the game with your mobile devices, you using the virtual reality that submerges you in the game, making the game more, more exciting, more, more interesting. Believe me, even if you, games like, I think games like Pool on Android or any bubble shooter game and all the rest, those games that may not be having much interest, believe me, if you should play such games, even in the virtual reality world, it will be more interesting than you playing it in the normal mobile devices. Because imagine playing bubble shooter in virtual reality and you're literally you're the one popping the bubbles by yourself. Like you are there. It's actually more fun than you just playing with your Android phone, of course. It gives the feel. It's, it, brings, yes, it, makes, it's a... it takes the gaming world to a new to a new level, a new dimension, a new realm. It brings us to a new phase. Not just in the gaming world. If I should say talk of education, imagine taking an online class and you are not there, but you actually feel like you're in the class. You could put on the virtual reality headset and you will see yourself sitting in a class with fellow students, seeing the teacher as if the teacher was actually live teaching you. Now it makes you taking an online session, but you actually feel like you're there physically. Now such teaching experience, such educational experience, it makes you, it boosts your probability of you learning better than you just watching videos, you watching the teacher online, but you actually, it, it takes you to the class, though you're not in the class. In reality, you are still in your room sitting down, but you being the virtual world, you see yourself in the class, you interact with fellow students, it boosts the feel, it makes it more exciting and more able to, it makes the environment more conducive to learn. So indeed, the virtual reality is going to be yes. a game changer. Yes, it's a, it's a like a, you're not playing the game, you're part of the game, right? Yes. And uh, yeah, you just now said it's uh, uh, AR and VR can use to help uh, 
also helped a lot in education. Uh, for example, you go into classes when you're uh, wearing the VR devices, you're not like you're just watching the computer screen or watching the phone screen. You just feel like you're in the class. So how do VR and VR impact education and the training and uh, what potential benefits uh, do they offer to this field? To education. Sorry, come again. Which field? Okay, the education field. Yes, education. Now, for instance, virtual reality, unlike the traditional teaching teachers that we have now, for instance, you're attending attending a virtual class, a Web3 class, so to say. You're attending a virtual class. Now, they have different approaches. Now, I'm very sure before you attend such classes, you must have gone through a particular profile scan, put in your details, have the kind of class you want to go to. If you have any difficulties in learning, of course, you put it in and all that. Now, this is where the technology need comes in. But the technology is going to shape in the class, shaping, shaping your agenda, shaping your curriculum to the best fit you. It's going to shape it in a way that not unlike the traditional class where you go to with many people and the curriculums are being shaped in a general fashion to fit everyone. You could actually go to a virtual class after going through all the details, through all the scans and all the giving all your details and all your information. The class is the one, the tech, the tech is going to help you rearrange, restructure a curriculum that fits you precisely. Now, attending such a class now will have more impact on you because the class is targeting your weaknesses and exploiting your strength, thereby making you to be able to learn faster, feel more knowledgeable, and also empower you more. Because now it's actually targeting your key weakness and not just teaching general terms like an average class would do. Because now we all go to school, and when we go to school, the teacher isn't teaching for your sake, he's teaching for everyone's sake. The teacher teaches the lecturer, the professor, he speaks to teach everyone, not you. So he's speaking in general terms, he's speaking in a way that it should be able to go to everyone. But now, perhaps, peradventure, you have difficulties in learning than others, or you have a particular weakness in some subjects. Now, what's the other Now, using technological advancement, attending a virtual reality class, a web three class, after going through all the processes, putting all your information, your details, it boosts the probability of them arranging a class for you. Now, whatever class you'll be attending there will have been shaped to suit you, to suit your weaknesses, to suit your strength, to be able to make you learn faster, learn adequately, and learn more elaborately. That way, you won't be wasting your time. Not just that, being in a virtual class is actually going to be fun. Because you can imagine, compared to taking your normal online classes and just watching teacher online, you go in there, you actually put on the headset and feel like you are in the class while you're in your room, actually. You feel like you're in the class, teacher speaks and you're listening, the curriculums are being taught to you. Now, all that, even just, just the excitement of being in the class also helps boost the students' morale. Because now there won't be fear of failure. Because now in an average classroom where students fear to fail due to their peer pressure, their spouse, their, their peer pressure and their colleagues, they fear to be belittled by them, they fear to be inferior to them. In a virtual reality space, there won't be such issues considering that you are there, you interact with people online, but inferiority won't be a part of it. Rather, they'll be all carried along because you are in the virtual space. Thereby, because your confidence, yeah, your confidence will be, your confidence academically will be also boosted. Thereby, improving the probability of you learning better, the probability of you listening better. Also, though, to some people, they'll say that being in a virtual world will make the students not to actually pay attention, they won't be serious about that. But very few students, of course, there'll still be some students like that, but very few students will be in such a classroom, shaping to that test that won't, wouldn't listen. Because you can imagine you love something and that is what and that is the approach that being that is being used to uh, teach you of course you pay attention to it unlike the normal one where you do not actually like the approach it was for all sick all righteousness sick so such approaches actually help boost the students better yes it's true but <laughs> i just have a, a suddenly a, a a funny question pop up in my mind that's uh since this vr ar it's wearing a glasses so except that the user itself uh, itself user yourself it's uh, no one else can see the, the content on the screen right so yes, when it's a uh, when it's used for education for example uh, for example my, my kids gonna have this uh, virtual class how can i tell if he is really in the class or he just uh, watching or playing something else <laughs> 
Actually, that is where, just like the way mobile phones have digital well-being, where the parents can configure the phone to not allow their children access R-rated sites, where the phone turns off at appropriate time, where the phone does not allow the children access some kind of website. So also with the virtual reality gears and headsets, it could be configured to suit the parents' taste, whereby it does what you wanted it to do. For instance, you want to try to attend a, a virtual classroom. You can configure the headset to only access such classroom. Now, whereby your child puts on the headset, because for instance, let me give an instance with the gaming headset. Once you put on the gaming headset, you are the one who configures it from your system to pick the game that you want to play. Then you set it up and you start playing. You put on the head, the VR headset, hold the control tools and play the game. So, so you can configure it with whatever devices will come with the headset configure it, then set it up for just those virtual classes, thereby you are assured that your child is actually attending the virtual classes. But in the case, if your child is using the Apple Visuals Pro, you actually know if he's attending the class or not, because now the Apple Visual Pro, like I said, is transparent compared to that of the VR headset itself, where the whole front is being blocked, so only the person inside can see what is happening. And if I, Apple Visual Pro now is glass, like I said, so it's transparent. So you can, from outside, you can actually see the screen that the person is seeing, but you can always see that a smaller ratio. So of course your child is watching a movie or playing a game, you actually see the effects happening on the screen. While if you taking the class, you also see the effect of him taking the class. That is in the case of Apple Visual Pro. But for that of the virtual reality headset itself, where you can't actually see or know what your child is doing, it's advisable that you use the digital well-being package or you configure the headset, since it has configuration settings, you configure the virtual reality headset to only attend such classes. Thereby, you should be rest assured that before your child does, is going to be in the class and won't take him out. And of course, if your child is also a tech genius, you have to also monitor him time to time to make sure that he doesn't configure his back and plays the game, of course. Yes, and um, let, let's continue this. This, uh, I think, is kind of kind of thing that we still need to deal with. So, um, since this uh, development is already for a while and uh, what are the current challenges and uh, limitations, let's say, in this development of adoption of AR and VR technology? Except expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, expensive would have been the first one, but yeah, in exception of expensive now, the VR headset in itself currently is still under development. So which means that it isn't perfect yet. It may still have some glitches issues, though for the gaming sector, it doesn't have much issues yet. So far that I've researched, most of the games work perfectly well and quite okay. So, but for education purposes and accessing the web free platforms and so on, still they still have some of the headsets still do have some glitches and some connectivity issues. But that's in the in the years to come, the not years actually, in the months to come, such issues will have been met with. Also, the virtual reality headset, like I said earlier, completely blinds your vision so for the older sections of it because but for the older versions of the virtual reality that have been released if you put it on there is a risk of you creeping over things in your room falling over your room so it's best for you to clear the space you are putting it on so that you won't creep over things and fall over things that is for the older versions though for the recent versions of the virtual reality headsets they come with extra external cameras that scans your environment. Once you put it on, it scans your environment for items and makes sure that you do not go towards any place that will get you to injured or trip over. So it helps you maneuver. It helps fit the virtual world in a way that you won't clash into any of the objects in your home space. But that doesn't apply for the previous versions that do not have the external camera. So that was a previous limitation whereby you trip over things, fall over things. So you actually have to use a larger space and clear that space to make sure I don't keep over things. Also, the virtual reality headset kinds of overusage. It's just like how we use our devices and the light rays in terms of our eyes. If we overuse it without caution and care, it also on a long-term way affects our visions. So for younger youth, I would basically advise that the virtual reality headset shouldn't be a go-to thing that you use consistently every day. Some people now may actually want to use the headset throughout the whole day, just like the way they use their mobile phones, which even the mobile phones affect the eyes on a consistent daily usage when you're using your mobile phones consistently. Though we have shows like IK currently. But now using virtual reality headsets, there isn't things like IK. Though they, according to research, the lenses, the virtual ways that have been put in 
are very lesser than that of the normal rays of our system. So it have lesser effects on the eyes. But in, if you should continue use it, continuous usage will definitely begin to have a lesser effect. Though it may not happen currently, but in the near future, once such person gets starts getting old, it has more effect on his eyes than someone who hasn't been using the virtual reality headset in consistent ratios as that. Also, this actually mentioned expensive. Okay, it is not in, in addition of it being expensive, it's actually expensive to maintain. The maintenance also is compared to the traditional mobile phones and PCs is quite a lot also. For instance, yeah. if you are using the, the, the virtual reality headsets to attend classes online, web three classes, oh, you're going to spend money on data collection a lot. Because <laughs> unlike the mobile phones, it consumes lots of data. <laughs> lots and lots of data. So of course, the maintenance is also very, very not exactly affordable. But like I said, in the coming years, it will be looked into. Also, I want to say something, I to say something about the virtual reality. Probably when it comes back, going to the argumented reality, HoloLens glasses and so on, the main issue currently is that the HoloLens glasses are a little bit quite large. It looks look like goggles. So mm-hmm. you can't be putting on such large things and walking around the street. It looks awkward, makes you look weird. So they're currently trying to make it look more like an average glass so it can actually fit into your face perfectly and you can walk around with it. So currently that's a limitation to the augmented reality since the glasses aren't exactly mobile, so to say. Also, the augmented reality glasses are expensive to purchase and manage. Currently, I doubt if they should launch it like right now, a lot of people won't buy it because it's really, really expensive. I think the last waiting price was between, it was over $5,000, I think. That's how expensive it was. Though as of 2024, they plan on the current launch, they said they should have known how to manage the resources to bring down, cut down the price. So 2024, we hope to see a better version of the headset and also a cheaper, more affordable price for it. There's also a limitation. Also, ah, I'm trying to remember a very, very key limitation for the virtual reality headset. Okay, still on the argumented reality, just as, like I said, the virtual reality, apart from the fact that it does overlay, it also, unlike the virtual reality, it doesn't have much effect on the eyes, but it also has effect on the eyes. In comparison to virtual reality headset, its effect is less but also in long-term usages and consciousness of it to affect the eyes. You could put on the HoloLens glass and not turn it on, just use it for glass purposes, that is fine. But as long as you are using it as it's turned on, our advice that such usages will be limited because on long-term consistent usages, it also has a fallback effect on the eyes and consequences which your eyes will have to gain, which means you actually have to start using glasses mid-drive. <laughs> so, so that is also another limitation for the augmented reality. I can't seem to remember the one, the last one for virtual reality, but once it comes along, I'll just say it. That should be that for that. Yes, and uh, except that there's uh, devices, I, I was thinking, uh, because I, th- I don't know this uh, that much, is there uh, already a lot of games or these applications uh, that support VR and AR? Not exactly, actually. For VR in particular, there are games like Pokemon, games like, I've forgotten the name of this game. There are shooting games, there are flight games. Yeah, there are quite a lot of games, but they are more of not very, very engaging games. The few games which are very, very high-end games are not in the current, because virtual reality headset actually has grades. They are the affordable ones, they are the premium ones, and so on and so forth. So if you are using most of the affordable ones of probably, I think, $20, $30, $50, $100, all those kind of virtual reality headsets, those ones come with lesser features, so you can't actually access much, many gaming experiences. The more I using the higher-end ones, of course, there are more games, but even so, they haven't been, it hasn't been too long that the virtual reality world started coming into play on public stage eyes, so there are still upcoming games for it. But yeah, there are actually games, but not very much at the moment. Also, as for applications, it, it does come with inbuilt softwares and inbuilt programs that have already been imbued in it, but though not all of it comes from. 
most of the recent release to virtual reality headset comes with it, but as for the previous versions that were released during the testing period, they usually just have access to the games which were meant for them to play and for the purposes which are meant to serve for extras in the classes. As for augmented reality, the apps are more of they do have application software for like scanners and all that things, but most of the uses of augmented reality is for research and information. So whereby, like, like I said, you look at something and it scans the thing, tells you details about the thing, tells you what the thing's about, gives you, scans your environment. For instance, you're working in a street, you see a restaurant, you don't know the name of the restaurant, you could just look at it with a lens glass to scan the restaurant, tells you, is this the five-star restaurant, tells you, what they offer, the services they offer. But of course, like I said, it's only do that if the restaurants have uploaded its details online. If it's not online, then it can't tell you anything about it because it's only, it only gives you information based on what it gets from either the Microsoft database, Apple database, Google database, or the internet. Also, yeah. Yeah. That be that for that. Also, yeah, for mixed, for mixed reality, yes, like the Apple Visual Pro. That one doesn't come with its own app. Whatever apps that your system, your PC has, or your mobile phone has, it gives you access to them. Or like I said, the mixed reality combines both the virtual and the argumented together. So with the virtual, with uh, headsets like the Apple Visual Pro, which is using mixed reality technology, it doesn't come with it comes with its own software, of course, but not application and games like that. It only gives you access. For instance, once connected to your PC. It gives you access to whatever your PC has. So for instance, your PC has a gallery, you pick the gallery, your PC has a Google Meet, you pick the Google Meet, your PC has Zoom, you could pick the Zoom. You just literally tap on the screen and do whatever you want to do. You have videos on your mobile phone, you could watch it with it and all that. So more or less, those one, those kinds of headsets give you access to what, actually not all, but most of the features that your PC or your mobile phone already has. So you, you could just access them directly from the headset itself. Yes, yes, and um, just like just now we we have I'm talking about that uh, this uh, hardware hardware is uh, expensive, it's costly, and uh, uh, for AR VR uh, it's uh, the requirement for hardware is kind of high, right? So, uh, what role does this hardware play in the VR and the uh, AR debate and? Uh, how have this advancement in hardware influenced their growth? Now, the hardware itself, hardware have hardware advancement have led to more accessible and more powerful AR and VR devices, making them more practical and affordable. Like I mentioned earlier, by twenty twenty four to the next year. Most companies like the Microsoft and Google are already planning on implementing new hardware using more new hardware that could make the production process cheaper so the product itself can become more affordable. Such hardware advancement makes is what makes the VR more accessible, what makes the area more accessible, what makes it more powerful, what makes it gives much of what it gives to us, the features that we so much love, the features that we are so much excited about. Such kind of hardware, such the hardware plays very vital because the hardware is what gives us those things. Literally, the headset is just the headset. The software is there also, but the hardware also does most of the computing work, most of the processing work, and also gives us what desire of such products. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is hardware is uh, play a huge role. And uh, I think uh, this VR, AR, MR, this development is uh, also in another way, it's emerged because of the hardware development. If there is no such powerful ships or there's a uh, smaller, smaller, smaller. There's a size of the ships. So there's a devices. There's a sensors. I think there is uh, impossible to have VR and AR, right? Yes, but that is where tech comes in. Innovation happens every day. So the yes. more innovative the people are, the more they are able to come up with more beta chips that will actually be more affordable. Now, for instance, now most of what they are using right now is they just used to what they had on ground. So it's quite expensive. They were not considering they, they were not considering the productivity cost as for the moment. Since they were actually doing it for testing processes. But now when do we want to launch it? So for instance, the Apple Visual Pro that will be launched next year. 
they will have to get more a cheaper source of such devices to make sure that it will be affordable by the time they launch it so that the audience, the masses, the consumers can actually purchase it. Yes, yes. And uh, um, here's another field I think maybe can also uh, uh, this VR and AR can bring some advantage or bring some changes into this field. It's a uh, medical and healthcare. This uh, this field, how how AR and VR uh, is it possible, or how do they contributing to this field? Yeah, it does contribute to the field in the sense that for twenty purposes of now, normally when doctors are being doing are doing their IT and their training, they literally have to go to the hospitals. They literally have to. Now, in cases now, most doctors are being trained in the hope that patients are being brought to the hospital. So they are training on, they watch the professional doctors do the work on the current patients and they learn from such experiences. But now with virtual reality, they can be learning such practices every single day at every single time. For instance, now, if the doctor has a virtual reality headset, the current learning doctor has a virtual reality headset that is programmed to have maybe when you put it on, you could see a patient, you could have a, a surgery with the patient. So for instance, when you put on the virtual reality headset and you're literally operating, like, like I said, when you put on the headset, it takes you to a different dimension, a 3D virtual dimension. So once you are being so virtual dimension, now the doctor is now being given a patient in a virtual world to treat. Now you see, now that reduces the risk of one losing the patient, because if you lose the patient now, it's a virtual patient, it's not actually a real patient. So no life will be lost in reality. So now he has, he has a chance to be able to practice more in the virtual world. What about real-like cases to be brought in the virtual world where you put on the headset and you perform a surgery for the patient, perform a transplant, trans perform various medical operations on patients. And of course, once he succeeds more in the virtual world, it gives him, it, he's passing his training test, thereby before he actually practicalizes on a real-life patient. Thereby now he has the experiences that he needs to actually perform such operations on real-life people. You would have learned that mainly from the virtual world where you'll be able to personalize on many virtual patients that will have no effect on any human life in reality. Now, I see it also it boosts the training process. It helps it because normally, of course, the train doctors that we have to have at least patients have to come to the hospital, of course, so for practical training. For instance, if someone, a training surgeon goes to the hospital, of course, for IT to get experience on how to do surgery. Of course, he won't get that experience except a patient that needs a surgery comes. And such cases are not something that will happen every single day, if I'm not, if I'm correct. Yeah, it won't happen. Not every day we will have someone to operate, of course. It's clear. But now, the, using the virtual reality headset, you could operate people every single day to the point that you, you, you become a master. <laughs> you become a master surgeon. You become a very good surgeon because by then you should have had enough hands-on experience on operating people. By the time you operate, for instance, now every single day you put on a headset, you operate a single patient every single day. By the time you come to operate a real-life patient, the probability of you losing that patient will be close to 0.1%. Because by then you should have practicalized a lot, except such patient's case is unique. Then, of course, we'll have to look for other means and the probability of you saving the patient to become a lot broader. But in case that this patient comes to the normal situations, normal health care that surgeons usually take care of, of course, you should have gotten enough experiences by practicalizing virtual so you should be able to do so with the patients. Should be able to be able to treat them. Should be able to perform such operations perfectly since you have practicalized perfectly online. So such experiences gives the doctors more experiences. Like I said, once you're in the virtual world, it gives you the feel that you are there. This time you are actually there in the physical. You are there. You are as though you are there. Though you are in the reality, but you have been submerged to a virtual space. Whether you see yourself, you can see your hands. You can see yes, this is you. But you are in the virtual world, so you can actually do real experiments, real training in the virtual world that has nothing to affect any human life in the real world medically. Yes, and um, when this VR, AR, uh, this technology is used in no matter game or or education or this medical field, will there be a privacy problem? For the privacy issues currently in cookies or more or less that the data of the hardware are being stored on the company's servers. For instance, if you are using a Apple Visual, the Apple's Pro headset. So the Apple's Pro is actually mixed right, so you can't use the virtual. Okay, if you are using a Google virtual reality headset, so you are using a Microsoft Meet headset, or whatever company headset you are using, of course, it will be saved on the company's 
server. For instance, if you're using that on Google, you should have the sense that Google secures your data. Now, Google is one of the most trusted platforms, so of course, your privacy is 99% secured since it is Google, except someone, a third party, twice accessing your privacy and all that. But you could have, you could be sure of your privacy since such servers are actually known for their real privacy. So for Microsoft, Microsoft haven't had much data leakages in much of history time. So you can be sure that yes, your data there will also be safe. For other companies, I can't say much for them because I don't know how well, how trusted they are. But yeah, of course, we have to put a really strong security face over such issues because data and privacy is very key. So also, your data and privacy is almost assured to be secured. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, we have talked about this uh, company hardware software. Uh, the, there's a pro- privacy problem, and uh, could you share us that uh, with some of this uh, notable AR and VR success stories in the business world, and uh, what lessons can can be learned from them? Let me give you a perfect illustration. Business is like IKEA. The spelling being I-K-E-A. IKEA and Pokemon Go have successfully implemented the AR augmented reality software, showcasing its potential in marketing and customer engagement. Now, for instance, using these experiences, those two companies that I mentioned, being IKEA and Pokemon Go, have been able, for instance, let me start from the Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is actually a game. So they've been able to draw more traffic, draw more audience to them. But Pokemon Go was excuse me, was initially popular. Yeah, Pokemon is a very very popular anime, a very popular movie, a very popular game. So it's quite popular already. But launching the augmented reality version of it, Pokemon Go, was quite a success because it really draw the large audience. Now, when I say augmented reality, it wasn't necessarily the HoloLens that they launched it. They were able to implement it to mobile phones and devices. So you could actually use the augmented reality on your tablet, on your phones, as long as your phone has a webcam, a camera to scan your environment and all that. So after launching such things, it actually had a much higher traffic. For instance, now, the Pokemon Go was able to have more customers' engagement, was able to analyze marketing strategies. But using the technology that they got from the augmented reality, customers were being able, were being supplied the necessary experiences they need, were being given what they wanted. Actually, we're even giving more than what they expected. So they are, they were getting positive feedbacks. Also, companies like IKEA, which isn't actually a gaming company, but it's more of like a business-like company. They're able to use AR for marketing purposes, for customer engagement. And so if you should Google these two companies, you will see that the success rate after the time they implemented it should be early this year was quite a lot. Because it went from, it's more like a 20% increase to the company's growth. So that was quite a lot. Because now for marketing, like businesses like Iki, we're able to use the AR softwares for marketing and customer engagement. For instance, when a customer is being, is being directed or if he contacts the customer service and is being directed to the company's server, whereby you see he communicates with, he doesn't necessarily communicate with, which is, it also saves staff's employment. They didn't actually have to spend much money on customer agents when they take itself to do that for them. So once the customer calls in, the AI's the augmented reality program does its stuff. So you see a overlay screen is being displayed for such a customer, whether he sees an agent, but actually it's just the AR doing its work. He sees an agent, communicates with the agent, the agent speaks to him friendly as though he's speaking to a actual human being, but though it's actually just a technology speaking. Speaks to him, gets his issue resolved. You see now it did two things. It was able to satisfy the customer and also was able to save the cost of employing a real life agent. Also, it was able to help marketers because such information is unlike that of the normal agent, which actually actually input the data after conversing with the customer, have to record the audio, send in data, put in what they discuss with the customer and all that. The such technology, after such issues, everything is being stored automatically. So your data is more, more sorted, more, more arranged, more, more organized. So that's where it goes to sources. Yes, yes. And... Uh... <clears throat> From this, uh, this uh, success stories and uh, from these lessons, uh, uh, let's go further. Are there any this uh, emerging trends or this uh, developments in AR and VR that uh, we should keep an eye on it? Yeah, currently, emerging trends should we include. We should be expecting augmented reality 
sponsored cars, augmented reality driving cars, augmented reality automotives, so to say, whereby we'll have cars and a virtual display could just display from the car dashboard and point out to things, tell you that, oh, you're going the wrong way. I know good and find the Google Navigator or most cars has that, but that becomes, it brings the few more to life. Because like the car will be like, oh, you're going the wrong way. The car tells you, yeah, that's supposed to take the right way. This is the way, all that. A car drives itself using AL tech. A car, a car could literally be there. Like I said, what AL does is does not take you to a virtual reality. Rather, it brings the virtual reality to your reality, thereby displaying the virtual reality over your actual reality. You can actually see a car driving itself. You should drive that. The driver may be an augmented reality character. Like all those things. We should expect more of automotive advancements from the augmented reality. Not just that, also advancements to our phones, our devices, whereby our phones, all like the Google Lens, we have currently have Google Lens where you snap a picture of something and it scans the internet for you, I tell you. So also you should expect that by the years to come, it will be implemented more so whereby you can actually just use your phone, point it at something and to tell you everything about that, give you key details, well arranged details, accurate information about such things. We could also see the virtual reality impact in the architecture world is coming up actually, where architects no longer have to carry bonky notes, bonky and civil engineers no longer have to carry projects, plans to go show sponsors or clients. They literally just have to, they can literally show them the after effects of the work. For instance, now an architect in, in, in years to come can actually just click a button and a virtual display of how the house will look like will just pop up and cover the whole space, showing exactly how the house will look like. The clients could walk into it, go around it and see how the house will look like. Though it hasn't been built yet, but the client now goes into the virtual reality of it, how the house will be built. So that gives the client a more concrete expectancy of what he will get once such progress is completed. Civil engineers also is for government projects where they can show the government how the project will be by the time they are done, giving them more reason to employ them, giving them more proof that yes, this is what this is going to be the end result. Thereby saving the necessary argument of this isn't what I expected you to do, this isn't what I, I wanted you to do, all that. Though the person would have seen how it would look like exactly from the beginning before you even build such projects. So even the architecture field here to have a great impact there also. So we can also look forward to that. Also in the gaming world, we should look forward to saying goodbye to our mobile phones because the gaming world is definitely going to be changed. Many, many, many games will be moved to the virtual space whereby whereby movies like Ready Player One will be made reality, whereby people go online to play games, but this time they are not going to control characters, but they are going to play the game themselves with their own personas, practically being, them being their own character, not using the character itself. Also, in the upcoming times, very soon, trainings for shooters will become more virtual reality oriented. Many, many innovation classes online very soon. Education will be really, really changed because many classes won't be done physically again. By the time virtual reality is being emerged to society very well, people wouldn't attend much of classes physically. This can literally be in the class physically, but not there. You just put on the headset and you'll be in the class with fellow students. You can look at your fellow students, you can look at your teacher. Though you're not there actually, but you are in the virtual space. Things like Web3 browsing, the internet, where you can where you can literally walk into the internet without to carry your phone and keep on searching. Very soon, Web3 development will be well made. So by then, virtual reality will be used a lot because you actually need a virtual headset to be able to access to Web3 environment. Currently, it's still under development, but by then, you'll be able to walk into the internet, literally walk into the internet. Whereby you put on the virtual reality headset and yeah, you go into the internet, you could browse, you could see data, you could see the Google search button there, you could do it, you could search or something, right? Because by then, our browsing experience will become more realistic, more exciting. Even, even just surfing the internet will become a thing of pleasure to do by then, because you will be in the internet yourself controlling what you are doing. So all things, we should look forward to all these kind of innovations coming forward very soon. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. That's uh, that's uh, really, really, we need to focusing on this, uh, not focusing, let's uh, keep an eye on this, just following uh, what's new happened and uh, catch up, just be catch up. And uh, as, a, as a user, as a customer, uh, how how do i choose how can we choose that uh, 
between AR VR comparing this difference between them and uh, what factors contribute to these differences? Consumers' adoption of the AR augmented reality will be more more used than that of the virtual reality, considering the way it's going. Because the consumer adoption of the AR will be more widespread due to applications like smartphone filters and so on and so forth. But like I said, the AR technology can be bounded in our smartphones, in our PCs. That is if your PC actually has a webcam, something like that. So it can be embodied in such things. So whereby you can be using a smartphone and you can just, like I say, just show your camera around and to help you sc to scan the whole environment, give you details, tell you key things about your environment, what's happening, all that. So better you to be more accessible, thereby making it more adoptable by customers and consumers. Consuming that to be added to our phones, which is already widely used globally and all that. But unlike if we're to be talking about virtual realities, it's going to be quite limited due to the fact that it's going to be used mostly by enthusiasts and gamers. Because gamers definitely will definitely want to have a hands on the virtual space of gaming. Gamers are people who just actually want to taste and feel the feel the pleasure in the virtual world. Of course, such pleasure doesn't last if, if it isn't actually built on a purpose. For instance, the gamers, they are there for gaming purposes. They were free people, they are there for educational purposes. The military guys are using it for training purposes. The medical people are using it for IT purposes and so on and so forth. But those people who just come and use the virtual reality just to enjoy the pleasure, of course, such pleasure doesn't last for long. Eventually, they may end up using it and just going back to their normal local and their normal normal usage of their mobile devices and PCs, of course. So yeah, customer adoption of the AR and VR will be quite different because AR, I, I think AR will be more adopted considering the impact that to have on most of our devices that are already currently using, unlike that of the VR. But also, I believe that the mixed reality gadget will be used also while due to the fact that it has both the VR and AR components merged in one. Something like the Apple Visual Pro, I personally, if it is being launched and it's quite affordable, I would like to purchase one because the futures are wow. If you should see their recent advert about the their recent advert and seminar they did about the Apple Visual Pro, well, I don't think anyone would not want to get such a device. The device is quite nice, group is awesome, its futures are <laughs> really, 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 really good. So yeah, for some for mixed reality yeah. gadget, I I think people will actually also get the mixed reality gadget more, considering that it has both the features of virtual and augmented in one. But like I think I put on the virtual and the virtual headset of the mixed reality, the, the um, MR headset on your head and it's transparent, so you can actually see overlays of displays on your virtual on your real real time world. You could see virtual spaces being brought to your real time world. You're not going in there like the virtual reality no. The reality that you're seeing it being displayed over your real time items. Also, you could also like I said connect your phone to the Apple Visual Pro, connect your PC. So you can literally imagine just watch sitting down, relaxing, watching a movie, and the movie is right before you open widely around you and you just see the movie. Brings the movie, brings the movie experience to be more concrete. You actually enjoy the movie. Going through all time pictures, like I say, having a Google Meet, I can just literally lie down on your bed and just be touching and your persona doing the work for you because what they'll be saying in the Google Meet will be your persona and not you. You could actually be lying down using the Apple Store Pro and your persona will be the one doing the gestures. All you have to do is just to speak. So you can just lie down and be, oh yeah, can we begin the meeting and all that? And your persona will be doing the gestures and speaking and you can, you're actually lying down by the way. We are sitting on the couch eating popcorn, who knows? But the persona does a lot for you. So these MR gadgets will also be widely adopted. More or less, I think the one that will be less adopted will be the VR, since it is mostly going to be for people who love playing games, mostly for students who will be attending classes, for medical doctors, for military purposes and all that. So the wider audience, because for instance now, the doctors that we're talking about that will be using the virtual reality will definitely be using augmented reality, considering that they have smartphones, of course. The military people will also be using augmented reality because they also have smartphones, they have PCs also. So, so with a, even the gamers who are using virtual reality will still have to have access to augmented reality considering that they will also have smartphones. Because smartphones are going to be well inbounded with augmented reality in the near future. Actually, even as of currently, many phones are already having some features of augmented reality. For instance, no more good watching smartphones currently 
doesn't have a goggle lens in it. As long as you have goggle instead of phone, you have goggle chrome, you should definitely have a goggle, goggle, goggle lens along with it. Wherever you can just kind of hide things just about that. So that is against reality actually, but a little part of it actually. So you see, even as occurrently, many users are already testing the maybe I don't know of the time to come. So yeah. Yes. Hey, if if got the possibility, who would choose? Just take it all, right? <laughs> oh, of course, all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's have the last question. Let's look into the future. In your opinion, what does the future hold for AR and VR, and uh, how might they continue to evolve and uh, in, intersect with uh, uh, one another? The future sure does hold offices from both the VR and AR industries. Be it in the healthcare aspect, there will be a lot of improvements there. We are already having confusions where ladies who aren't actually fine will just go and use AR, use technology, and just cancel it and make themselves look so beautiful and confuse some of our young men online. But I think that that case will actually be called Since this time, you can have personas so you can. Of course, the healthcare industry, we can have remote collaboration whereby you could have business. You don't have to have business conference, business all that now, whereby you have to take a flight to Chicago, take a flight to to come to Nigeria, take a flight to Ghana, take a flight to America, take a flight to in China, take a flight to Singapore, a flight to a UK to have good meetings. No, you don't have to do that. By the time such technology are being implemented in the future, you don't have to put on the headset and you'll be the meeting physically, but you are not there. Your persona will be there, you could be speaking, you could be doing gestures and all that. And what you don't have to actually leave your country or leave where you are. It's actually easing the burden of all such transportation means and all that. It also have much, much more versalities and all that. Having more features and tools that you can easily access and so on is going to be a lot, like really in the future. Also, the future implementation of these things can also be more tied to implementations of mixed reality. Although the distinction between the AR and VR won't disappear completely, that is for sure. If those two, like I said, they are two similar concepts for different ideologies. They are similar in liking, but they are not the same thing. It won't disappear anytime that's what we show Though, of course, to get more and more blow, blow by the time goes because very soon those concepts will be more interrelated than they are apart at the moment. Because very soon, like I said, mixed reality is doing more of incorporating both of them in one of which, as like I said earlier, mixed reality will also be a well sorted after hardware in the near future. So I think that, yeah, mixed reality will be mostly used by the time technology goes far and all that. So there are differences. As time goes by, we we'll get more blurrer and blurrer and blurrer and so on as mixed reality becomes more prevalent in VR reality. Also, as outward facing cameras and all that kind of technologies, many things will actually be the future sure does go promises where where architects will no longer have to go and draw have to go and draw a concrete plan could just literally come with a virtual reality show the client he sees the building in real time sense how it will look like so you know what he's going to expect where our doctors don't have to test on real life patients and end up losing a life or something no they can literally just go to the virtual space and just test on as many patients as they want virtually without losing a single real life show where our military personnel do not have to actually use the gala the gallery or they don't actually have to of course go to the military forefront to gain, gain experience on battle because i just put the headset and get all the experiences that they need in the near future a lot of things will really the future show those whole promises in my opinion the future will really be great Though, of course, to also, as technology improves, a lot of people's works are being taken away. So I think the future also holds the promise that a lot of jobs will no longer be available due to the fact that most of the technology will also be taken over them. And so yeah, that also be my last opinion for that. Thank you. Yeah. Let's look into the bright future of VR, VR and, uh, and AR. I think so. I think so. It, it's uh, it's already got a lot of potential that it could be uh, more adoption. It could be used in uh, more this uh, field to help people into another way of interaction with other people with a uh, with a uh, let's say metaverse. This 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 stuff. It's cool. It's really cool. And thank you, thank you, 
uh, again for sharing with us all of this uh, VR and uh, the AR, this uh, MR also. This uh, knowledge, this insight is uh, really helpful. I think helpful and interesting at the same time. It's really quite enjoyable for me to have this talk with you. So thank you, thank you again, thank you. That was my privilege also. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Isakir. And uh, this is all we have for today. And uh, thanks for being here. And uh, this uh, video is already uh, live stream on YouTube and multiple platforms. And uh, everyone listening or missed it can watch later. And uh, this audio, we will editing it and uh, upload to multiple platforms. This podcast of platforms on uh, like uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google po Podcasts. And also welcome everyone to join Yaki Home to try yakihome.com. And uh, we have uh, more podcasts coming and uh, we have more this content in all kinds of ways, no matter uh, pictures, uh, articles, it can be posted on Yaki Home. You can enjoy it. And thank you. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.